Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now, the list of things that you can buy at the Chicago Reader store at chicagoreader.com. Things to wear like Chicago Reader hats, t-shirts, bandanas, and face masks. Things for your daily life like the Chicago Reader camping mug, Chicago Reader tote bags, and a Chicago Reader reporter's notebook. Things for you to read like our Reader recipes, the Chicago Reader 420 Companion, our Chicago Reader Best of book series from journalist Maya Dukmasova, Mike Sula, Ben Jarofsky, and Lior Galil, the Chicago Reader coloring book, and the Chicago Reader stay home puzzle. Find the Chicago Reader store at chicagoreader.com and show your support for the nation's first free weekly news paper since 1971. Bonus time in the Ben Jarofsky show as I speak. It's Saturday, January 8th, 2022. Yes! Doing a recording on a Saturday. First time ever. Shattering all previous protocol in the Ben Jarofsky show. Special circumstances have dictated this. I won't go into it because who cares? Anyway, here's the headline in the uh, Chicago Sun-Times delivered today. Give you a sense of what's going on in the world. CPS, that's Chicago Public Schools for our, you out-of-towners. CPS testing turmoil. Absolute chaos at the Board of Education of the City of Chicago. They're incapable of coming up with a systematic protocol to protect the students and the teachers and all the other school employees in this city. An absolute disgrace, if I must say so myself. And it's only because the teachers' union had the sense to stop things. So we could like try to figure it out. Uh, there's, there's not schools, open schools in the city of Chicago where kids would be exposed to all kinds of COVID, et cetera, and so forth. All right, I'm going to get off my high horse for that on that uh, point for the moment and uh, try to be a little more positive in this conversation. That's what this whole entire show uh, was originally dedicated to be, uh, a discussion of how I've been, Mr. Cynic, Mr. Jaded, Mr. Skeptic, can be more positive looking forward in the year 2022. And so I, just, I turned to this distinguished guest to help me through uh, this new form of positivity. And as I do with all guests, I'm going to ask my distinguished guest to introduce herself. So distinguished guest, introduce yourself. Hi, Ben Jarofsky. I'm Courtney Sauls. I am an actor, yogi, um, all-around optimist, <laughs> uh, which is why you have me today. Um, I'm an actor. You can see me most recently on Netflix is Dear White People, playing the character Brooke. I also teach yoga and have been teaching for uh, 10 years, over 10 years, practicing for 20. So a good amount of my life. And I am so happy to be here with you today. I am so happy to have you here, Courtney. Courtney is one of my favorite people in the universe. I'm going to refrain because she stars in Dear White People uh, to seek her for advice as I go through life dealing with white people. Uh, we're going to stay away from that. And maybe we'll do a whole show. Advice uh, for, from Courtney to Ben. How do you deal with white people? 
You know, you would think it'd be something I would know a lot about, Courtney, uh, having been around white people my entire life. <clears throat> anyway, I have to start uh, before we do uh, delve into the positivity stuff and the COVID stuff. Uh, I, I was really impressed. Don't get mad at me. Don't say I'm old man explaining because uh, there's a huge generational gap between me and Courtney. She's much younger than I am. Uh, as such, I'm a baby boomer. I grew up at one of my heroes right up there with Paul Newman was Sidney Poitier. And I thought everybody forgot about him. He wasn't one of my... I, Paul Newman, uh, Courtney, was my favorite, favorite actor when I was a kid. But Sidney Poitier was right there, second place. You know, I saw all of his movies from the 60s into the 70s. Then I watched the movies he directed. I thought he was the world's coolest guy. Well, Paul Newman's the world's coolest guy. Actually, Denzel is the coolest guy right now. Denzel uh, is the coolest guy, yes. Right. I think we're in agreement on that. Uh, Paul Newman is pretty damn cool. But Sidney Poitier, he was just the way he carried himself. And I was so, and again, I don't want to be old man explaining, but I was just so like, wow, impressed. And your Instagram, you gave a shout out to Sydney. So how did you, a millennial, you know, how did that get, how did you get connected to someone from the 60s and the 70s, like the great Sidney Poitier? Well, first, as I said, I am an actor. So, you know, he is a legend. He is one of the first, literally the first African-American to win an Oscar. So um, he's amazing. And you, if you know your history, you know, you know who he is. Um, and as you had said, he just carries himself with such grace. Um, he was always just such a Titan, um, and just felt so, um, so humble um, and just really like a lovely person. But the way that I was introduced to Sidney Poitier is, um, I'm a theater girl. So I grew up in the theater and, um, the very first time that I saw him, uh, in anything was A Raisin in the Sun. I did see the movie. Obviously I wasn't around to see him, um, do the, the play, but the movie with, uh, another one of my favorites, Ruby D who uh, plays Ruth Younger. And so I found Lorraine Hansberry, the playwright, when I was in high school, who, shout out to Chicago, Lorraine Hansberry is from Chicago. And go in high school. Um, and go in high school. Go yeah, ahead. in high school. Well, you know, a play. So I'm, I, at that time, I was really seeking out plays, but really seeking out Black playwrights, really interested in in that work, and came across her um, her work and came across Raisin in the Sun, which is one of the greats. Um, and uh, that's how I that's how I was introduced to Sidney Poitier. I, I watched the movie and was just uh, in awe of his presence, of his of his uh, talent, of his skill, um, of just who he is as a person. And, and then diving deeper, like learning all that he's done, you know, um, for the world. He was a great activist and humanitarian as well. So that's how I found the guy. Love him. Fell in love with him. And I think that, you know, he's somebody who can never be forgotten. So was it a situation uh, where there's some parents, and I'm speaking of myself right now, who are telling their kids as they're growing up, you got to watch this movie. This movie is the one to watch. So did you have somebody like that in your life who would say, Courtney, you must watch fill in the blanks, uh, you know. Uh, Color Purple. Well, okay. I was thinking, I was trying to go back to the sixties, but okay. Uh, <laughs> you're so young. Somebody tell you to watch the color That was eighty five. Um, I think but, it came out. But, uh, guess who's coming to dinner? Lilies of the field. Um, uh, heat of the night. I mean, he's his 
yeah. I mean, come on. I actually, what's crazy is um, when I was in college and living in New York, they, there was, I came across this thing where they were doing the park. They would do films, movies in the park during the summer, similar to what we, um, and if you live in LA, Hollywood forever, they have that out here, but um, they were playing uh, guess who's coming to dinner. This was so many years ago. I'm not going to age myself, but many, many years ago. Um, and it was just really, really cool that, you know, they would play old movies and I went with a bunch of friends. And, um, of course I, like I said, I had already known who he was, but, um, just starting to get into the breath of his work, um, and seeing him at all these other different, really amazing, um, uh, roles. Um, and just also knowing the role that he played I don't know, as a mentor, um, as an, as an idol to so many in the business. Um, I wrote on my Instagram, I said the blueprint, cause he is one of the originals. He's the OG. There wouldn't be a Denzel if there wasn't a Sidney Poitier. Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. And uh, by the way, in the heat of the night, I urge everybody to check it out. I watched it again. I saw it as a kid. I, th- I think I probably seen that movie I don't know, five or six times. One, of, It was really one of my favorite movies when I was a kid, Courtney. And I watched it again. And it like, there's a scene in, uh, in the heat of the night that was so powerful and earth shattering. I know this is going to sound weird, but back in the sixties when it came out and this is a scene where, okay. So Sidney Poitier in this movie, just for folks who hasn't seen it is a uh, police detective from Philadelphia who is uh, literally trapped in a small Southern town in the sixties. He's accused of murder. Uh, I want to want to give anything away because it is a suspense thriller, but there's this scene and he, he ends up tag teaming with the sheriff, Rod Steiger. uh, And, um, so there's this scene where he confronts this really powerful, rich guy, white guy in that town. And the guy slaps Sidney Poitier. And Sidney Poitier slapped him back. And that it was such an earth-shattering thing. A black man slaps a white man. I, I was like, <laughs> you know, that was before Shaft and the black exploitation movies of the 70s. I mean, it was like, what? Uh, and it was so controversial. I know, you know, all this stuff, Courtney, but it was so controversial that they were like, wouldn't show it in the South. You know, they took that scene out. Uh, and I, it's been now I, that, that particular scene, Courtney is, I don't know if you've seen this, like a lot of people have been putting it up on, um, uh, like, uh, Instagram or Twitter, what have you. The part that always gets me is there's a, 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 a actor who plays the black servant in the background. I don't know if you've noticed that guy and the look he shows, first of all, it's great acting by that guy just without saying a word. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just resonates so powerfully. Well, I think he, he's playing the role of the audience in that way. In, the, in a way, he is, you know, showing, he is the the observer in a way that's on screen, but that's how probably so many Black people felt when they saw this thing that you call earth shattering because it, it actually literally was. I mean, to see that on screen, to see a black man um, uh, identify himself, or we always identify ourselves of, but but present ourselves as equals, right? You slap me, I slap you. We are we are on equal playing ground. And up until then, you were never really seeing uh, black men, black women, black people um, as being equal to to whites. Um, on or off film. So I think that is what's so powerful about it is that he, um, he showed this like immense strength and confidence and, 
um, showed other Black people that it was it's okay to stand in your power and to not shrink. And, and uh, I urge everybody, if you're, just, if you're not going to watch the movie, just watch the little segment that's all, all a lot of Instagram uh, posts and just watch the actor who plays the servant and how he handles that role. And uh, it's it just speaks volumes. Uh, it's a great scene. Uh, all right, Courtney. Um, so the whole purpose of this was that you were going to tell me how to uh, encourage me how I could be a little more positive going forward. Uh, and I still think you can do that. I'm still looking to you for guidance on this because um, you are one of the most positive people that I've ever met. So you like exude it. And, um, on the other hand, just today, I know you had sort of a COVID scare and right now, so much of our conversation in the city of Chicago is about COVID and the inability of the public schools to adequately protect uh, teachers and students, uh, from COVID. They're almost like an unwillingness to do so. Uh, and it's really, um, very upsetting, but so just talk a little bit about it. Uh, at the moment, you don't know if you have it, but you've been tested, uh, right. t- take right. it away. So I've been, I've been exposed to COVID, um, which, you know, so many of us are probably in that boat right now, just because this strain is so incredibly contagious. Um, but I, I, uh, would say that I am fair. I'm pretty safe. I have been vaccinated and boosted. Um, and I wear my mask and I, you know, do what I do what I feel like I need to do. Um, but I, I was exposed. And so I did go get tested. I have not gotten the results, but when I went to go to get tested at the testing site, um, the, one of the guys that was working there, he said, okay, just, just be patient. We've gone from 90 people here to get, you know, 90 specimens to look through, um, to 1900. Um, and he's saying just in the past couple days, um, it was almost impossible to get uh, um, an appointment to get tested anywhere. And you would um, show up to places and a lot of places are turning away walk-ups because or they just can't, they can't, uh, they don't have the capacity for it. Um, you can't find any, you know, tests in store. Um we are really at, in a in a space where it's it's dire, but um, but yeah, the government unfortunately is has not stepped up in the way that um, we they should. I mean, there's there's no reason why all of us shouldn't be having tests at our homes and and have access to testing and um, you know at all of that. So it's unfortunate, but I feel great <laughs> right now, you know, and so the hope is that I'm, I'm okay. And, um, again, I'll, I'll, I'll keep my, I'll keep the people around me safe and I'll, you know, do what I need to do, um, and be responsible. But yeah, it's, it's staying positive in this time, I think is challenging for not just you, Ben, but pretty much everybody. <laughs> um, it's a tough time and we've gone through a couple of really rough years. Um, and it feels like, okay, it's the new year. Um, and I feel like every year it's like, okay, it's a clean slate, but we're bringing with us the baggage from 2021, um, of, of COVID. Um, which is, uh, feels like such a bummer because like, oh, I wanted to start new and we were, you know, getting vaccinated and we're getting boosted and it's looking like there's like light at the end of the tunnel. And then, um, we get this new strain that is, um, really knocking us down. So, uh, I, I say breathe, <laughs> breath is important. Um, finding things that inspire us to, uh, to connect to, um, you know, I think, 
in a in a way it is a it is a blessing in disguise that we lost uh, the great Sidney Poitier. Maybe you know it'd be lovely to sit and watch some of his films, um, and uh, go down that go down that memory lane of like you know what a what a beautiful artist um, he was and how what he gifted us. Um, finding ways to move, whether it's just a walk. You know, um, yoga, of course, I'm always gonna, I'm always gonna, uh, to, to amplify yoga, but yoga walks, um, and being good to ourselves and the people around us, our loved ones, eating well, taking care of ourselves. That's really all we can do. And for me, it, it does volumes. So that's how you can do it, Ben. And I feel like you do all those things. You, I know you walk several times a day and you have a really wonderful community and people that, that are around you that love you and you love. And I mean, you do all these things. You're not a curmudgeon. You're just, you're just saying that for the, for the people. <laughs> I'm just playing one on TV. I, um, <laughs> Uh, no, I'm, I, I, I'm a big believer in going for walks. In fact, uh, as soon as we're done with this, uh, interview, I'm going to, uh, go for that walk. And by the way, I just want to let you know, it's Chicago right now. I think it's like 20 degrees outside and that's warm for where it's been. So, uh, <laughs> going for a walk in Chicago is a little different, uh, than going for a walk in, uh, LA. But I, I have a tendency, if I may use you as my therapist here, Courtney, I have a, a tendency, and a lot of my uh, listeners do, to rail and rant uh, against the, all the injustices I see. And so I began uh, our, our little conversation uh, railing about what's going on here in Chicago. And sometimes I find it so frustrating, Courtney, I, I, that, that like the intransigence of people in power, their selfishness, their... Um, their obstinance, their inability to admit when they're wrong, uh, which is just such a fundamental uh, weakness on the part of people. You know, always have to be right. Never can just say, you know what, I, I was wrong. And like, so right now the mayor of the city of Chicago is locked in a fight with the, sh- the teachers union. She can't just say, you know, you have a good point. We weren't doing a good job protecting our children and our teachers uh, with the proper protocols for COVID. No, she has to double down constantly. You know what I mean? Battle it. And that's, that's where I get so caught up in it. You know what I'm saying? That's where I start. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, it's a great flaw. It's one, the, it's one of the greatest flaws, hubris, right? Is just not like believing that we know better than anybody else or we have all the answers and not being able to admit when perhaps we have made a mistake or that we have room to grow and learn and change, which all of us do. No one is immune from that. No one in this human experience is immune from, from growth and from changing and from shifting. And um, I do think that people in power find that, um, that, admittance kind of harder than anybody else. Um, because when we, when we find ourselves in power, I do believe we feel like we're imbued with like uh, a superpower, right? A super strength, power strength. That means that we are above like rest of humanity. And that's just simply not true. Um, and I really think that the people in power should be a reflection of, of, the people they're serving, right? We are in service. They should be in service um, of of their constituents. So, yeah, it's 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 
effed up. <laughs> like there's really no, no way, you know, it, that's just the truth of it is that it, it is, um, it's so turned around. Um, and I just, I, I, it's hard to see a way out, um, other than just really, I don't know, inviting he, people to, to be human. Like, I think that maybe they don't believe that they have the space or the freedom to be human. Um, and that's not what we're asking of them. We don't want you to be um, anything other than human because your humanity is what makes you a good leader. So I, it's, it's a shame. And it is, I get why people rant and rave. I get why you're ranting and raving. <laughs> well, is there an exercise uh, that that I I should do or I should practice uh, in lieu of rant? I, I, by the way, I will probably rant and rave to the day I die. In fact, on my deathbed, I'll be ranting and raving about something. Uh, but uh, is there an exercise that you recommend that, uh, you know, people can do to like work out that? frustration or let's say you're really down on yourself and you just want to you know like just uh, work out the demons that have inhabited your brain is there something that like you could recommend that we do yes but once before that i want to just say you know i think that there there you ran rave yes but you also take action and i think that there's one thing to just complain about the things that are not going well and then there's another to complain about it but then also take action and and be a part of the change and so even though you're ranting and raving you're also very active um and i think that that is really important so give yourself credit for that anybody else out there if you are ranting and raving then find ways to be active in your community and what can you do to be a part of the change um but on the on the note of of what can we do to release some maybe that stress or that like built built pressure um so breath work there's um this one particular breath that we do in yoga and it's a grounding breath it's called box breath and it's really really actually really simple and i feel like everybody can do it so i'll just describe it and then you can maybe you know take it in and practice it your own when you, on your own when you when you need it but you essentially just inhale to a count of 4 or three or five, whatever feels comfortable for you in your breath. Hold your breath at the top of your inhale for that same amount of counts. Exhale for the same amount of counts, four, let's just say we're doing four. Hold your breath out at the bottom for four counts, and then you just continue to repeat. So you'll inhale for four counts, hold the breath, four counts, exhale for four counts, hold the breath out for four counts. Um, and it's just a way to really attune ourselves to our breath. Um, to slow down, to pay attention to the breath, which is our life force, right? Um, and to really ground. Um, so that's, that's an, I feel like a really simple way. You can be in the shower doing it. You can be on your walk and doing it. You can be sitting on your couch watching a movie doing it. Um, that's a nice thing I think you can do. And also just any way that feels good to like take care of yourself. So do something yummy for yourself. That's what I feel like. I feel like when I'm feeling down, like eating something really good, like ordering my favorite food or, you know, making my favorite food or I don't know, taking a nap because I love naps. Like, well, I don't get a lot of naps now because I have a newborn. I have an infant, but you know, um, but something really good for yourself. Take a nice shower and just notice how that can relieve some of that pressure. I'm with you on the naps. I love naps. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I'm also in with you on the eating thing. I come from a long line of people who love to eat, and I love to eat. <laughs> so 
uh, you know, tonight, for instance, it's going to be very cold and my wife and I are just going to be at home and I will definitely watch an old movie. And I think if I see a Sidney Poitier movie, I may watch. I may watch In the Heat of the Night for the seventh time because that's how much I love that flick. Uh, they call me Mr. Tips. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I probably t- take your advice. But, I, you know, like I will have something uh, that I love to eat on a Saturday night. Uh, you know, maybe it's, I don't know what pizza or chicken or something that I love, but I hear you in that. The other thing that, uh, I feel is very important and this relates to intransigent leaders, uh, but it's just just to everybody. And I get your advice on this. And it's the whole issue of what I call flexibility. Okay. So, um, you know, I really, uh, find myself falling into patterns sometimes where I'm doing things that I'm just doing them because out of reaction, a reactionary way, uh, Courtney. And uh, I realize that I'm just doing it because that's what I expect to do. That's how other, like my parents did it. You know what I'm saying? And they pass it on to me. And uh, so like the people in my life are always uh, holding me accountable. Trust me uh, when I go too far. So I'm not flexible enough. And I know that one of the principles of yoga is to get more flexible. So I would like Lori Lightfoot, who's the mayor of the city of Chicago, she should sign up for Courtney's uh, yoga classes. Maybe you'll learn to be a little more flexible and not treat everybody who criticizes you as as your enemy that you have to defeat and crush. I'm just saying that. So, But let's talk a little bit about flexibility, if you will. Uh, what are just some basic things that people could do to be more flexible, not just like flexible in their body, limber, but flexible in their brain and their approach to life? Absolutely. Well, I mean, that's one of the wonderful things about yoga is that the the one of the you know biggest principles is flexibility. And so when we're practicing yoga, asana yoga, which is the physical practice of yoga, what we'd say is like you you find flexibility in your body because what when you're doing movement that is like challenging or whatever the case may be, you are requiring your mind to be able to navigate around the things that will come up like that, that speak, speak, that, that negative speak, that is not helpful. Um, so you are training your mind to be more flexible as you're training your body. Um, I always say like, I feel like, you know, most of, most of the, like people in government are like, People, you know, politicians, like they must have really stiff spines because they just aren't flexible. Because what what we what we know, what we feel internally is represented and reflected in our physical body as well, right? So like it will show up in our body. So if we are inflexible, you know, uh, mentally and emotionally, it will show up physically. So honestly, a way to find more flexibility mentally and emotionally is to find more flexibility physically. So finding some ways to move, stretching your body um, will allow you to find more suppleness um, in all of the layers, right? It will penetrate the layers and it'll go past your physical into your mental and emotional space as well. Um, But again, breath work, um, affirmations. um, And honestly, this might be, you know, this might be out of left field and not everybody's going to agree, but Finding someone to talk to, finding some way to re- to reflect. So whether it's therapy or you know you just have like someone that you really trust, a mentor um, or a, a peer that um, you can bounce ideas off of. Because I feel like 
when we are always in our heads, um, we can talk ourselves in and out of anything. Um, and we just perpetuate our uh, tendencies. Um, so finding ways to uh, have outward reflection, I think, can help with flexibility as well. Um, like you said, you have people that call you out in your life that are like, nah, Ben, that ain't the way. Or I'm sure it's nah, dad. Right? Yeah. Your daughters. <laughs> it's usually more like dad, no, right? <laughs> so so um, he, your point, he's pointing. So um, yeah, like finding people in our lives that will, that will reflect back to us um, the truth. Because sometimes we don't know the truth. We can't see it within ourselves. And I think that is what... A, can help with creating more flexibility. But first and foremost, if you can't do any of that, get out of bed and try to fold forward once a day. Just fold forward, like come into a forward fold. See what happens. See if your spine starts to create create more space, your legs start to find more space and see if in, internally you create more space. Something that simple. Start there. Wait, time out. Uh, excuse my ignorance. What's a forward fold? Just like literally hinge at your hips and fold over your legs. Oh, okay. <laughs> like touch your toes? <laughs> like touch your toes or try anyway. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. great. That's simple. It's uh, super simple. Yeah. It's super simple. I tell you, if everybody that listens to this can fold forward once a day and take box breath once a day for five rounds, just let me just send my say, send my thank you notes to um to my address. Just send them over. Yes, <laughs> I'm not gonna give you uh, my address. Be yeah, shouldn't be inundated by thank you notes. Uh, <laughs> all right, you said something, and I wrote it down. And again, excuse my ignorance. Uh, affirmations. So, what does that mean? Affirmations are sayings um, that uh, affirm uh, what we want to manifest or affirm what we want to see um, in our lives, affirm goodness. So uh, I am loved. Um, I am capable. Um, I am flexible. Right. That is an affirmation. Um, it's calling into existence all that we that we want, that we desire. Um, and they can be, I know, I, I, I am very aware. I realize they can feel so silly, um, when doing them, but again, find a place that feels really comfortable. That feels really familiar, right? Maybe it's the shower. Maybe it's your bed right before you wake up or get out of bed or right before you go to sleep. And you can just say it quietly to yourself. But I do think that there is something about, um, speaking, um, into like speaking into existence, um, what that, what it is that we want. So affirmations. Yeah. I say, heck yeah. Why not try it all? I'm a firm believer to try, try it all. Listen, I want to live a healthy, whole, full, joyful life. And so I am willing to try pretty much anything to, to, to make that happen. So, and some things work for some people and some things don't, but you won't know unless you try. Well, let me ask you this question. And by the way, I do believe, what did you, it's, isn't it called, did you say manifest? Isn't that yeah, the other yeah. word? People say manifest. Uh, I, I feel partly responsible for uh, Trump's defeat last time, 2020, because all I did every day, wake up and beam out those beat Trump vibrations into the air. I believe yeah. it, <laughs> it had a cumulative effect. Uh, and even, even if he won't admit that he lost, you know, you lost Trump. Stop trying to pretend you didn't lose. <laughs> you lost. got all those dummies to believe it. But you Drake lost and you know you lost. 
you're a loser. Here, let me just beat that loser. one out. Um, so that's yeah, manifestation. Now, even I know about that. Uh, and right now, uh, I'm doing that with my beloved Chicago Bulls. I'm like manifesting positive vibrations for them to keep winning. Um, so, Courtney, let me ask you this. I, I you're always so positive uh, whenever I see you, and it's just always so great. Uh, just to be uh, in your presence, I really enjoy it. Your company, but is there ever a moment like where you're like mother beep and the, you know what I mean? You're like swearing, and you, <laughs> yeah, you know where you're. Absolutely. You have those moments. Uh -huh, I'm a human being, of course I do, and I would be a lie if I said that I did not. You know, like when I found out I was exposed to COVID, like, what the, oh, like, <laughs> God, are you serious? I've done everything. I literally traveled so states to state for, for the holidays to visit my family and wore a mask around my family. I did all the things and I came home and I literally was trying to go work out. <laughs> I got to like, seriously, um, trying to be healthy. <laughs> yeah. So of course I have those moments. Um, I have those moments, but you know, uh, they come and they go. And I think that it's okay to have those moments, like to, to repress them. I think just, we're just holding on to emotions that we're not processing and it'll come up some way, someday, some way. Um, so let them out when you feel it and then move on. That's my, that's the way that I try to approach it anyway. All right. Very good. Um, before I let you go, I need to get some recommendations uh, from you. As uh, we started out talking, uh, Courtney uh, is a sensational actress, uh, and she watches and absorbs a lot of shows and movies, et cetera, and so forth. And so uh, always trying to pass on good recommendations. So you got any uh, good viewing advice for the folks? Mm, good viewing advice. Okay. Well, I will say this. If you haven't watched Dear White People, you should just because I'm on it. So you can put a face to a name. Um, you know, it is a little young, I have to say. So uh, there, my like my mom, she's like, ah. you know, she watches it for me, obviously, but she's like, it's hard to connect. So I totally get it. Um, but for those of you youngins out there that are listening to this, check it out. Um, and then I think it's it's our duty, all of our duties to to find a, a Sydney Portier film and watch it. Ben's gonna watch in the heat of the night. I might go back to Raisin in the Sun if I can find it somewhere um, and just enjoy that one. Um, and also I'm watching Succession. So there's just a you know something that's just on the table as well. Um, that it's great acting. I mean, can't get around it. It's, freaking great acting it's wonderful um yeah and those are kind of the things that i'm watching right now i just finished insecure the final season of insecure again that one's a little young but for um, my black listeners you might and white listeners you never know but you might enjoy but yeah that's it that's what i'm uh, watching i'm gonna tell you right now are you in season three of succession i you am you're in season three. Yeah, this is a movie. We just started. We just started. We just started. So started. Okay, me. I'm just going to tell you this right now. That is a TV show where nobody practices any deep breathing. Nobody shows <laughs> any signs of flexibility. Absolutely. Every piece of advice that Courtney Sauls gave us today, ladies and gentlemen, is not practiced by the people in the TV show Succession. I just got to tell you that right now. 
Absolutely. It's filled with people who are just like pounding their way down your throat, whether it's good for you or them or not. I'm just saying. (laughs) They need uh, some yoga. Yeah. You you watch Succession, you better do some yoga. Uh, What's that one where you the tree pose after you do it? Yes, tree. I am. Uh, it, it, what is, is so Raising the Sun is your favorite Sydney Poitier movie? Is that correct? I mean, I think it's my favorite only because it feels really nostalgic and it has like such a meaning for me. It is one of the first that I saw him in, but also I, again, I'm a, such, I'm a theater geek and knowing that it was, you know, um, a play, the screenplay, and but the play was, you know, Lorraine Hansberry, who I also, what a short life. What a, that's, she's, she's phenomenal. Um, I love her work as well. So I think that's why I, I don't, I don't know if it's like, you know, his best work, but it's also, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's one of his first and it just feels really pure. So I love it. That yeah. one's my fave, I think. But. Uh, uh, though what I was trying to say earlier about Lorraine Hansberry, uh, a pride and joy of Englewood high school here in the city of Chicago, proud graduate of Englewood, uh, before she went on to the university of Wisconsin and Madison. So yeah, Lorraine Hansberry, one of Chicago's, finest of course like most uh smart people in chicago she got the hell out of chicago as soon as she could uh but that's that's her wait a minute wasn't i going to be more positive that wasn't the whole point of the show was to be more positive and not so let me uh just let me erase that comment i said uh really cool people stay in chicago too that's right um you're there courtney thank you so much for taking the time and i'm uh sending out positive vibrations uh that you don't uh, have COVID. I don't think you do. And I'm going to manifest uh, nothing but yes, clean health for you. <laughs> affirmations you. and manifestations. Thank you very much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ben. All right. That's the great Courtney Sauls. I'm Ben Jarofsky. Take care, everybody. Bye.